get ready to ride Russ and the rest are gonna light up the sky DNVR Broncos live coming to you from the DNVR bar here on the corner of Colfax and York in sunny and warm and beautiful downtown Denver, Colorado. It's actually so yesterday we got back from Vegas and Allie was like, oh, my God, it feels so nice out. And I was like, it's 94 degrees. She was like, yeah, it's uh, it feels nice and cool out. Just a solid one. That's the whole time we're in Vegas. That kind of sounds awful. You get used to it, um, huh. but like there's some weird things where like the wind blows and it feels like someone's just holding a hair dryer oh, next to you. God. So, yeah. Wow. What, is that we, is that why you lost your voice? Um, Probably not. Uh, you know, no. I would say my voice isn't lost. It's just really meandering. Okay. Like I know where it is. Where is it? It's right here. Okay. Lost would mean I couldn't talk at all. I guess that's fair. <laughs> I can't really do that voice. Um, oh, how many drinks did you have? Total? As of yesterday at podcast time. It was a question from the count. I think he set the line at, I think it was 25. Total drinks in Vegas? Yeah. For one night? So that's the thing. We took the over. Yeah, the over was a safe bet. I would say, so I was there for four nights. Yep. Average... 10 a 10 a day at least that makes sense like that's kind of the number yeah. do you drink more when you go to the basketball games or no, do you drink, drink less l- see isn't that weird like yeah. usually that's the other way around you go to sports and that's where you do most of your drinking yep the thing is you get free drinks when you're at the tables yep and so that's when you like any other time I'll, it's kind of weird like paying for drinks feels weird because you're just like oh if i was just at the casino right now yeah. the drinks would be free did you make money? No, no, uh-huh. but I didn't like lose my ass, you know. Okay. Which is a dub in Vegas. Did would would you have saved money if you had just gone to the bar and paid for the drinks instead of playing games? Not in Vegas. Okay, there you go. If I was just in Denver, yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, that's fair. Um, but man, it was it was a blast. What do you drink when you're at the table? I, I was drinking a combination of like canned cocktails okay um no free ads and <laughs> actually uh, well that's funny anyways um, <laughs> legal beats <laughs> yeah exactly um and um tequila soda yeah okay because i know there's some people who go and they know like there's like six different alcohols and like one drink and so they'll get like some crazy drink like, because like bang for your buck like a long island iced tea yeah i think that's kind of the big one <laughs> it's a good idea um the big thing th- from this week was Circa is yep. so sick. Huh. It is so sick. Like I cannot wait for us to do an NFL trip. There's a couple possibilities Two. of us going out there. Um I it's so cool. Like the food in there is amazing. The sports book's amazing. The pool's amazing. Mm-hmm. There's all these little like nooks and crannies you can go into. Um I like the location. Like it's in downtown Vegas, which I think is 
Oh, mm-hmm. like Fremont. Yeah, exactly. See that? That's more my style. Yes. It wasn't my style initially, mm-hmm. but then you go to Vegas like three times and you're like, okay, I kind of get what the big casinos are about. Yep. Where can I go and just get like the $8 steak dinners and stuff? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that was fun. We found some good restaurants around there, but uh, it was cool. Man, our uh, the all city NBA squad is fun. It was fun. They're really good at their jobs. Even the Suns guys? Even the Suns guys. I hate the Suns. <laughs> uh, how was Zach's wedding? Zach's wedding was good. That was because you're like, you're way out there. Like I, I've I, never I, heard of the place where it was. Yeah. I mean, because we had gone to Keystone the week before. Okay. So Keystone, you go like up toward like Keystone. Bail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then you go out the other way and it's. I like the vibe way better the other way. Wait, the other way, meaning what? I don't know the other road to a separate part of the mountains. I, okay. I just drive. It just arrows to me. But but then you like go through there, and it's like just small towns and stuff. Because mm-hmm. like when you go up to like Keystone and <clears throat> Vail, I really hate that part of Colorado because just like everywhere, it's just like all these like it feels like everybody's trying to take your money. It's it just touristy, feels like yeah. exactly, and so that's the worst. But then you go the other way, it's like oh, this is. This is kind of nice. Like, you're just out in the mountains. There's, like, not much going on. And then you get way out there. Because it was at, like, Mount Princeton Hot Springs, which is... It was, like, a two-and-a-half-hour drive, which wasn't... I don't know. No, it's not bad at all. It's not too bad. But it was cool out there. Like... It sounded bad when I was trying to figure out if we could fly to Vegas, fly back to Denver, drive to the wedding, drive back and fly back to Vegas. That's tricky. That's when two and a half hours became a little tricky. That would be tough. But the other thing is like, um, I know like the Spanos wound up staying at a goat farm. Yeah. Because they couldn't commit to going until like, I think they said they got the air. I think it was, I might not have even been in Airbnb like the day before. Mm -hmm. But so like they weren't really drinking and Andre wasn't really drinking because they weren't staying at the resort. Mm. And so when you're like, it's like a 25 minute drive and Ubers don't exist up there. Like there's just no option. So me and Lexi were having the time of our lives. And they were watching. They were playing it slow. Well, I mean, Kate and Lindsay had a good time. Right, right, right. Yeah, Damn. It was a good time. That's awesome. When Zach came over to our table, the first thing I said to him was, you're welcome for coming. That's a good bit. Yeah, good bit. I know. It was pretty good. Because he is. just kept saying, thanks for coming. Like, you could just hear him coming the way he talks, you know? Yeah. It's like talking to those people, talking to those people, talking to those people. That well, was a good time. While we're sharing uh, dumb jokes that we said this yeah. weekend, um, I went gambling with John Riskin. Ah. and uh when we got to the table i said are you risking at all oh boy it's a pretty good one <laughs> this is a pretty good one. <laughs> oh. uh, well parker was there too right yeah oh yeah i like when parker's on trips parker's a good time on trips parker's a great time <laughs> on trips uh. i love there's just something like super fun about working all day and then partying all night that does weird things to you well because you're so tired yep like you just start in like a very weird place, and then just incredible rallies. Yes, and, and it, since everyone around you is doing it, it, makes it easier. Definitely. If it's like you and your girlfriend, you'd just be like, "I should go to bed." Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But yeah. This weekend we're going to Montana, but like up, actually going all the way up to Canada. We're staying at like this crazy hotel. It's like a hundred years old. Oh yeah. Uh, crazy. T- speaking of bad jokes, uh, <laughs> I asked my mom this morning, "Should I forget my passport?" She's nice. Like, no, no. Yeah. Good one. Because she keeps panicking and yeah, but that's going to be crazy. My goal, my, I don't know. I'd love to see like 10 bears. Realistically, if you see like 
one three or four and there's like a grizzly in there that would be you're saying one somebody. is a guarantee not necessarily a guarantee okay, but you odds. spend like three so what i'm pretty sure there's like i think i can't remember if it's a bear or it's a grizzly every thousand acres in that area and i guess it's more once you get up to the canada part so three days four i think there's an 80 percent chance i'll see a bear oh wow okay yeah it's good Those 85 Ooh, it's going up. I feel good. The 85 bears. 85 bears. Perfect. <laughs> well, could you imagine seeing 85 bears? Have you seen the video of the guy who, like, a bear just, like, comes up to him? And it, like, seems like a crazy video that, like, there's a bear next to him. And then he just pans over to, the, like, this river that he's by, and there's just, like, a hundred bears <laughs> in it. <clears throat> I have not seen that. It's crazy. But I do. There's a YouTube video that um, I think it's called, like, Bear Sits Next to Guy. That's it. Oh, is that the one? Yeah. Maybe that is it. But then, like, the top comment is, like, how has anybody disliked this video? The bear literally walks over and sits next to this guy, and it's perfect quality. Mm. Like, how is anybody disliking right. That was a good one. They're probably mad that he, like, videoed it or something. Um, so, anyways, <laughs> huge congratulations to Zach. Yes. Um, and I also think... Mr. Oh. Mueller now. He's a uh, man. You're full of bad jokes, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Um, he's on his honeymoon now. Put set the over under on uh, Broncos news tweets from Zach on his honeymoon. Well, he sent two tweets about the Justin Simmons thing since this he morning. tweeted. Th those tweets came after he tweeted like, "All right, I'm stepping away, like going on I my know. honeymoon to spend time with my wife." I know. That's when you hear yesterday was like, "Wow, I can't believe that he's not just taking the time off." And it's like, what are you talking about? There's no, you don't. You can't take the time off. Like the tweets, the news doesn't send itself. Someone else will tweet it. Yeah, someone else will tweet it, but he's not putting himself at that disadvantage. He should. Know? Should put the phone. He, he should just, put the no. phone down. You, Zach, you have my permission to put the phone down. He's not watching this. I know. Well, maybe he is. Now he's going to put his phone down. What are the odds we get a Zach tweet before the show is over? Really, really high. Also, he's like already on his honeymoon. It's not like he's like travel day. True. He's out there. He's one, in the honeymoon. Only two tweets yesterday, plus a reply to one of his tweets. Hell yeah. Okay. Um, other congratulations to be had, especially since the last time I was on this show. Spencer and Kylie had their baby. Oh, true. They did. Sawyer. Sawyer. Um, once we got back from Vegas last night, uh, cleaned up a little, got to go meet him. Wow. Um, 10 out of 10, baby. I might be huh. a little bit biased because we're Allie and I are the godparents. Wow. Which is like probably the coolest thing anyone's ever asked me to do or be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 10 out of 10, baby. 10 out of 10. This is not the time for all my baby takes. No, it's not. But it's really cool that they have a baby. <laughs> it is. There you go. Good job. Tomorrow, ask me about babies. Nope. You're okay. going to have to wait a couple weeks. <laughs> All, no baby slander will be tolerated they, around me. They need to be toddlers for, the, for <coughs> it to actually count as baby slander. I don't know. There's a, I don't know. It's slander. I think babies kind of. I think people in general just diverge as they age. I will say. Diverge. Become unique. <laughs> you talk to an old person, they're very different than other old people. Mm. You talk to a young person, they're less different. You can imagine babies. Yeah. Ten out of ten, baby. Cool. Five. Like a five-day-old baby, everything they do is cool. Really? You should yeah. work at, like, a nursery. 
Uh, I like my job. Okay. I like my job. Okay. Okay. Um, Pat Sertan, rightfully ranked number one corner in the league by his peers. Yeah. Any thoughts? No, not really. I did think the Twitter drama yesterday was fun. With Darrell oh. Revis fighting with Asante Samuel and all that stuff. And they were fighting over Tariq Woolen versus Sauce Gardner? I think Darrell Revis really had Sauce's back in general. But I think there was a lot of Woolen. I think there's like the... I think Pat Sertan factored in. He did. In some ways. I mostly stuck to the Pat Sertan stuff. So what was the Pat Sertan? Was Darrell Revis saying that Sauce um, should have been over Pat? I'm not sure if he said it that blatantly. I think he said something more vague. Who started with the vague tweet? Uh, I know that Asante... So, oh, Sauce. Oh, Sauce himself said, so since you said production over coverage, who's your number one cornerback in the league and tagged Asante because Asante had said that before. Asante said, see, it's a year-by-year thing. It's not one corner is the best. Last year, I say it was Pat Sertan. So that came up, and so it was like a nice little... But then there's like all the fights about all this stuff, and that's Sante saying he's as good as Darrell Revis, and then mm-hmm. a lot of the people pulling up the stats that say, well, in 2010 he was the best, and they compared it to other corners in 2010. Notably, did not compare him to Champ Bailey, which would have been a great comparison because yeah. he was clearly better than either one of them. That's why he just gets to sit off to the side. I was curious about this. Do you have a take on best corner of all time? Like, do you think it's Champ? Because Corners. like I just say like. It's Deion Sanders, and I think that's it's like the general easy. consensus. Um, but I know some Broncos fans um, want to make the champ case, which like, why not? It's an honorable case, and like, there's no. That's the thing about cornerbacks is like, there's no stats. Like, it's just like you had to you had to watch them a lot to have yeah. any sort of idea. And most people don't, so they just throw shit at the wall. And it I almost needs like its Deion. own group of experts to break it yeah, down. That's just how football works. It's like it's not like baseball where you can just say, oh, he hit this many home runs and his batting average was that. So that means he's better than this guy who did those things. Like, I don't know. Football rankings. This, I guess once you get to the guys who are just man cover corners, a lot of it is pretty similar. But in a year to year argument, when it's, you know, like Josh Norman, oh my goodness, is he the best corner in the NFL? That was a conversation like five years ago. Yep. It's like, well, he just plays cover two. So he sits back and he jumps up. It's not like he's playing man all across the field. So you're asked to do different things. And, and that's the <sighs> Tariq Woolen conversation, which is just like he's taking yeah. a third it's in a, a cover three. Richard Sherman, too. Yep. It's like, wow, Richard Sherman's great. Yeah, at playing a deep third. And there's like matching and some of that stuff in there, too. It's closer than just like the cover two stuff, but I don't yep. know. M- most rankings I mean, are Richard just Sherman, bad. I will say they did. They just get clicks. Play some more like hybrid stuff with him playing man yeah but yeah <clears throat> it is true champ you know pat sertan especially last year was just pretty much on the island the whole time you just couldn't do much better like yeah. he had a couple of down games but they're when you get beat by Devonte adams like that's okay especially that's when happen. you stuff him like five times yes. Ooh, i think since since Zach is gone, I get to do a bunch of things that Zach does, like plan podcasts and post podcasts. But also, since I'm gonna be in Montana, I've scheduled out like 45 tweets from the Broncos account wow, over the you, next. Man. I really feel like Zach's uh, absence has matured you. That could be. I'm also way behind on my writing, which is a <laughs> a shame considering there's no Wi-Fi at this hotel this weekend. But it is what it is. Um, You're I staying do, at a hotel. 
Yeah. It's not at your parents' house? Uh, well, because we're like going up into the park. Uh, oh, no, okay. across into Canada. Um, so, oh, where is it? Point is, at some point, there's going to be a tweet that is just Pat Sertan destroying Devontae Adams in that game last year in Vegas, which is going to be a lot of fun. I thought about trying to move that one up to yesterday because of all the Pat Sertan stuff, but I decided to save it. Mm, I can't find... Oh, well. Okay. Um, the other one that was notable in this category was Justin Simmons being named third best safety by his peers. Yep. Um, and this is players and coaches, correct? Players, coaches, executives, mm. and players, coaches, executives. I think that's it. Scouts. Oh, scouts. Yes. Okay. Um, so a lot better than just the Darrell Rivas and Asante Samuel on Twitter. Well, also a lot better than the stupid NFL Network top 100. That is really stupid. Um, so this one I have a little bit of an issue with. Okay. Justin Simmons yeah. comes in at third. That seems good, right? Third That's best safety good. in the league, according to everyone. Yep. Just one problem. Yep. Last year is number one. And I would say he defended that title um, honorably. By leading the league in interceptions? By leading the league in interceptions. That's a pretty good way to defend that uh, that title. So how does he fall to three? Uh, his worst finish in the last three years, somehow. And I, <clears throat> again, he actually had a, if you remember back, he had a little bit of a slow start to the season. Yeah, because he was hurt. But then he had an amazing finish to the season. Exactly. And that's why, I mean... Uh, I could see how you could like if you're a scout how much Justin Simmons are you watching if he's missing five games I think it was like probably less and so maybe he's less on your mind you didn't see as many plays whatever he also still had crazy production in terms of the interceptions and all that and I don't I don't think on a list like this you need to wait that injury at all so no it doesn't make either. much sense it, it, and I would say if anything the injury is it like a feather in the case because mm -hmm. of the fact that he still led the league in interceptions. Definitely. And yeah, it was five games after he had never, never missed a game. I think in the four years, this says four years before he'd never missed a game. Yep. He must've missed one before that. Um, AFC assistant coach said, I saw a little drop off maybe because of the injury, but he's still elite coverage skills and football intelligence are very high. NFC exec said he plays a nice, clean, smart game. Always in the right place with ball skills and instincts. Not a splashy knock you out guy, but the splash comes from takeaways. Which is better? Probably better. Unless yeah. you're knocking the ball out too. In which case, it's a 50-50 if you're even getting that ball. Still better to just take the ball. It is definitely better to take the ball. That's why in Madden I always press Y. Sometimes it comes back to bite me. Uh, yeah. That's that's kind of the Vance Joseph defense too. Just you can... You go try to force a bunch of turnovers, and if you don't force a turnover, you're giving up a three-play scoring drive. But that's get, either way, you get the ball back to the offense as fast as you can. That's how Sean Payton's defense have always played. Yeah, the thing is, your your offense has to be good for that to work. Uh huh. We'll see how that goes. The <sighs> thing is, like when it's Pat Sertan and Justin Simmons back there, and you're blitzing guys up front. That's um, it's going to go pretty well for the defense if that's going to be the strategy. Yeah, I mean, it worked for, like, the 2013 Broncos, too. It did. It was just, like, be super aggressive on defense. Yeah. <clears throat> if you get a turnover, you're probably going to win the game because you're going to go score a touchdown there and be ahead of schedule. Yep. Um, 
But then, you know, it, come, it can come back to bite you. I just think it makes no sense to drop Justin Simmons here. And I, and I especially don't think, like, Minka or Derwin did anything special enough to unseat him. Yeah. And there is, like, last year when he was number one, his lowest ranking from any individual was eighth. This mm-hmm. year's lowest ranking from any individual is fifth. So that means just at the top, guys are like, ah, oh, I'd, I'd just take Derwin over him, or I'd it, just take Minko over him. It's been a while. It's got to be so close. It's been a while since we talked about voter fatigue. It has. <laughs> oh, do you think any of them remember that they put Justin Simmons first a year ago? It's voter fatigue, voter man. Fatigue. It's like someone else's turn. It's wow. Minka's turn. That's what they said. Wow. Minka Derwin, both 26. Simmons is only 29. I thought he was like 30. Yeah. Yep, I been, guess he's probably close. It's kind of the same thing. That could be another reason. Just youth always kind of wins yeah. in these conversations. Is that why Pat Sertan won? It's part of the equation. Wow, okay. Yeah. But also he's going up against other really young guys, so it doesn't make as much of a difference. True. Who was three on that list? Uh Ramsey, I believe. Okay. Yeah. So there was some interesting stuff on Ramsey. Like the quotes were um yeah, so Ramsey's third. There it is. For me, it's more an effort issue than ability. Um, I don't think he's declined physically. He can still do all the things that make him great. I'm just not sure he always plays hard. And which is kind of what you see. Yeah. Like when he's getting just like torched by Travis Kelsey. And it's yep. like, there's no reason for that. You can do better. Somebody else. Oh, no, wait. Was this the same guy? Same guy said, he'll be locked in in Miami. That defense is corner friendly. Fangio has made corners who can't play, have good seasons. So imagine what he can do with a star like Jalen. It's kind of interesting. See if he goes to number one again next year. Yeah. Hopefully not. Random question uh, from Cavante Caldwell. Okay, what's more likely? Broncos win 13 games or Russell Wilson wins MVP? <clears throat> um, I don't think Russell Wilson can win MVP without the Broncos winning 13 games. Yeah. So I would say more likely is the Broncos win 13 games. Definitely. Definitely. All right. Anything else on Justin Simmons or Pat Sertan's rankings? Did you see a picture of Justin Simmons in the fire truck? I did. Can you think of a good use of that for Twitter? Um. No. Why would he put it out? <laughs> ah, there we go. Mahomes is on fire. Somebody call it the. It's not a good tweet. It's better than the last one. Yep. <laughs> put out it the is defense when it's on fire. Yep. It's like um, one time I was playing basketball. And I hit like three threes in a row. And then I was blowing on my hand, like wow. saying, Oh, I'm so hot. And then someone was like, Well, if you were that hot, why would you blow it blow it out? And I was like, Wow. Good point. That so is I a never good point. did that again. That's what Yaya would do. Yeah. That's true. He'd stick it in a vat of <laughs> ice water. Would. Oh no, three in a row. <laughs> <laughs> I might get contacted by the NBA. Give me out of here. <laughs> wow. What percentage would Yaya have to shoot from three to be an NBA player? A <laughs> hundred. <laughs> he just literally can't miss. The way I'm built, I'm more of an NBA coach. Actually, no. He it needs would, like it would 45% have to be, from the logo. It would have to be 68% because he's given up a bucket every time on the other side. It's so true. his effective field goal percentage would have to be over 100. It would have wow. Been, I mean, well, Marcus Howard was an NBA and then left. You definitely have to be better shooter than Marcus Howard. Exactly, yeah. and he was—I mean, he was—I mean, those what six feet tall? He was electric. Yeah, yeah. maybe yeah, sixty-nine. Just to imagine nice Yaya better. just shooting sixty-eight <laughs> percent from the from three in the yeah. NBA. Because they have to be deep threes too. 
Because anything that's close, like they're getting blocked. Right. He needs to. Get, he needs to be shooting what, like seven a game at least at sixty eight percent. I think he needs seven from like logo distance, making two thirds of them. Okay. Don't you think he could just like like at first at least he could just post up in the corner because like they're just thinking we don't have to guard this guy. Yeah, for the first like game. Yeah. So he might, the next eighty one are going to be rough. Though. <laughs> yeah. All I need is a ten contract to get me through the rest of my life. That's all I'm looking for. Wow. <laughs> probably maybe you probably not. need more than that. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe I think a those goal. ten days are probably worth like like hundred k, two hundred k. Probably yeah. uh, rest smart of your investments. life. After that, that's all I need. Smart <laughs> investments. Yeah. Putting like five thousand dollars into Apple isn't going to do uh, what you think it is. It might be if I put into a bet three six five. Oh, wow. And bet on yourself to hit a bunch of threes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just Calvin Ridley and I have to pay it all right back, too. Damn. Wow. Then you're suspended. That's fine, though. He was never going to last. Do you think yeah, any but players. Have to pay a fine. <laughs> what, happen, what happens if you don't pay it, though? You just can't play anymore. You're just banned. I think you I think... can go to legal trouble because of it. Do you think any players at NBA Summer League bet on themselves? No. I haven't been able to find any player props. Oh, that's You'd true. have to find a bookie, which I don't think that generation knows how to find a bookie. No. Used to be bookies just found you. Especially in Vegas. Yeah. Huh. All right. What do we got to tell the people about? Uh, good oh, start. Good start. Oh, well, I, Zach, Zach, wait, who does? Zach usually jumps in. That is true. Yeah. There's a Zach-shaped hole in the show. Very, very tiny small. Hole. <laughs> um, kind love. Um, kind love is cool for a bunch of reasons, including that you can get 25% off if you go to either one of their stores in North Denver or Cherry Creek, say DNVR, and get 25% off. Hell yeah. That alone makes them the best dispensary. Yep, but then I would you, agree. Then you jump into the other stuff, like they're a farm-to-table dispensary that's been around for more than a decade. Um, they were one of the very first dispensaries in Colorado in 2010. Um they are known at this point for cultivating high-quality cannabis. Um, it's all grown in the state. It's all grown by them and put into their dispensaries. But they also have some new innovations, like the Turbo Core, which is pretty crazy. It's a 100-milligram stick that looks exactly like a toothpick. It's full of full-spectrum cannabis concentrate. It's designed with a pointed tip, so you can easy, easily slide it into any joint, blunt, or cigarette to instantly infuse it. It's also vegan, uh, which means... No, no meat or meat products. I was just assuming no that animal product. I want one that's not vegan. Do you think they'd like custom make that for me? Just a nice meaty. Yeah. Well, if it's not if it's not vegan, it can be made out of like cheese or anything that comes from an animal. It like oh yeah, yeah. It, it, so it no, no cheese. I, I would, could just take a cheese. I think it, if it was non-vegan, that would be more uh, surprising. It would. Oh, definitely. <laughs> that's why I want to see what they could come up with for me. Most weed is vegan. I think all is. Mm, I'm sure there's something out there that's not. Yeah, stay away from that. <laughs> uh, they also utilize a patented process called mi micro encapsulation. Uh, mm. It's what prevents the concentrate from getting sticky or messy and helps to the overall 
burn temperature, curating a smoother, more pleasant experience. Uh, so much cool stuff over at Kind Love. Like I said, stores in Cherry Creek, North Denver. If you mention DMVR, you get the DMVR exclusive discount of 25% off all Kind Love flower pre-rolls and their turbo joint lines. Uh, so visit their website at kindlove.com for their full extensive menu and online ordering. Also, shout out to our friends over at Spirit Hound right over there in Lyons, Colorado. Oh. Um, as a, an award-winning Colorado podcast, we appreciate other award-winning Colorado brands. We do. Spirit Hound's one of them. Um, they won the 2022 Whiskey of the Year at the London Spirits Competition. Now, wow. We are just to assume that's in London, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so that's a big deal. Like it's not like they just won like pat on the back. Oh no. You know, uh Lions Whiskey of the Year. There's a lot of people in London. A lot of uh a lot of spirits makers probably. A lot of whiskey drinkers. Probably, yeah. And they won it. Yeah. 2022 Whiskey of the Year. It's crazy. Speaking of bad jokes, last night we were watching that new show, the where the plane gets hijacked on Apple TV. Um, no, you didn't know. Doesn't watch click it? for me. Really, it was. It's pretty. What's it called? Hijack. Self-explanatory. Yeah, but it's it's actually I don't know. It's a pretty good show, but only like the first three or four episodes are out. But they're flying to London, okay. and uh, <laughs> Lexi, whenever there was like uh, they'd like cut to like the Big Ben or something, she'd be like, "Oh, we've been there." I was like, "Wait, really?" And like the fourth time I said it, she was like, oh, my God, you got to stop saying that. <laughs> that was a good time, too. And There's then you were like, well, you got to stop saying we've been there because I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, Spirit Hound. Remember the boat tour left from right over there? No, I don't. They love it in London. <laughs> they love it in Lyons. They do. They love it everywhere in between. They do. Uh, and we have it here at the DNVR bar. So if you want to come test it out before oh. you buy yourself a bottle, uh, do that. Or go to spirithound.com and get yourself some delicious spirits. Do it. Um, I also tweeted out that clip of KJ when they have him like pull as a lead blocker up the middle near their own goal line. Mm -hmm. Did it work? Uh, we got 14 likes in 20 minutes. Ah, it's Kind of a slow start compared to the Tebow clips, it would turn out. Yeah, Tebow sells. Tebow does sell. People just want to fight. There's a certain There's a certain caliber of fame that just like always hits. Yeah. It's like Coach Prime. Just everything about him hits. Yeah. Well, it's crazy where it's like, because there's like decent arguments to be made on both sides, you know, where it's like he was a bad quarterback. Like objectively, like it's pretty easy to make that case. Also, he won a playoff game and won like a lot of games. He did win a lot, which counts for something. But then you just get like the crazy stuff where it's like people say like, oh, whenever you bring up Tebow, people just want nobody ever talks about anything except how they hate how he talked about his religion so much. It's like, well, I don't know if that's totally true. I think there's some fair football complaints you could make. Like it's it's we've almost toxic. we've talked about Tim Tebow a lot of times on this podcast. Yeah. We've almost never brought up anything about his religion. That's the thing. <laughs> but then there's other people who who will just say, like, wow, he deserved like a real chance. Like he could have been the best quarterback in the NFL if they get and it's like, well no, that's not true either. Certainly not. Um, I do believe he needed, a, he deserved another chance, a longer chance. Um, the Broncos obviously made the right move. Yeah. Um, they had the option of him or Peyton Manning, and there are still some people who think they were wrong. Um, but honestly, though, like back then, the narrative was that Tim Tebow's fans 
were so crazy that teams were like afraid to give him a shot because they thought it would like create too much divide in the fan base. Yeah. I mean, that's part of it. But then there's also the part where if if you don't have a quarterback, would you rather bring in Tim Tebow after because what he was two years in the NFL at that point? Um, mm-hmm. And you've seen like obviously highs and lows in there. Or would you rather use your first round pick on a quarterback? Um, I would use my first round pick. And that's the thing. And that's where like when you're. But are you trying to sell tickets? Because that would change things. Most NFL teams don't struggle with that, though. No, it was just the Jaguars at the time. Remember? That is true. They were getting like their games blacked out (laughs) because they couldn't sell them out. It was like, just sign Tebow. That would solve it. Who was their quarterback then? That have been before Bortles. Bortles. Oof. Uh, uh, Like David Garrard is coming to mind? Uh, That could be. He feels so long ago, but that still could be. So let's see. 2012, they were 2-14. and Chad Henney and Blaine Gabbert. Oh, Gabbert. Yeah, so Tebow could have been an upgrade there. Yep. <laughs> Blaine Gabbert. Von Miller draft class. Von Miller draft class. There are some people saying that. Like, mem- There's always the late, late hype, and it was like, the Panthers might actually take Gabbert instead of Cam Newton. Yeah. Turns out they uh, made the right decision. That is crazy. Yeah. But, I mean, at that point, you have... What would that be? Like the number three pick? What pick was Gabbert? They were five and 11. Oh, and that was when Mel Tucker finished off the year. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Because Jack Del Rio, Jack Del Rio, three and eight. Mel Tucker was two and three. And then I'm not sure what pick they had, but it would have been a high draft pick. But a top 10 pick or Tim Tebow, who there's excitement, but there's also he's kind of like damaged goods at that point. <clears throat> but he was just looking for a chance. Probably could have got him on like a one year contract. Definitely, but do you want him competing with your top 10 pick? Who was the top 10 pick? Blaine Gabbert, right? Oh, oh, okay. Yes, I do want that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, (laughs) there you go. Uh, But they didn't, and I understand. Um, Okay, anyways, back to the conversation, which today we move on to the offensive line. You love talking about this offensive line. I do. And I think the big reason is because of the variance like yeah. could be one of the best in the league. Definitely. Um, could be significantly below that. So where do you want to start with this? Um, how? Let's far? start with the bad part. Okay. Instead of then we can finish on the high note. Okay. But I mean, I just don't. Where does it leave you if Garrett Bowles is bad? Garrett Bowles, where like ba- bad Garrett Bowles, he's on a on a down to down basis, he's good. Like, he's not giving up a bunch of pressures. Mm. As a run blocker, he's going to be really solid at worst. But you're just going to have a few holding calls a game. No, not a game. You're going to have a holding call two out of three games would probably be him at his worst. Yeah. And that, I mean, those are drive killers. If you get a holding call, that's two of your seven drives a game, eight drives a game that you're just turning into a punt. He had 10. Is that the... Was that his worst year? I think so. I can double check. So I guess, but right around there. Yeah. So that's two out of every three games. But if you're killing one <coughs> drive of your seven or eight every game, that's a significant portion that where you're just not getting points. Yeah. And I think this comes down to the old adage about offensive line, which is you're only as strong as your weakest link. And mm-hmm. I think you're right that even bad Garrett Bowles isn't unplayable. Mm-mm. Like he is a 
good starter with a penalty problem mm-hmm. at his worst. At least at his worst that we've seen. True. Um, it is. It, it will be a huge issue, though, if he's doing that. Definitely. And so, like, the off, that probably knocks the offensive line out of the top 15. Uh, I mean, I think if everything else goes well, you could still be up there. Just because, like, it's... Uh, I don't know. It depends on how good the rest are, I guess. Okay. But but when you go through, like, Ben Powers, he, as your left guard, is... You're, he's one of the better pass-blocking guards in the NFL, and he's in the pass-blocking guard spot, but he's also going to be asked to pull a bunch. Mm-hmm. And the mobility is not his best strength. And so you're, you're asking for a bunch of your run plays to be kind of slow developing while you're waiting the extra quarter second or whatever for him to get all the way across and get his hands on somebody. And so that's one of those pieces where if he's struggling with that and, you know, Mike McGlinchey's getting bullied, Lloyd Cushenberry's giving up some, some issues up the middle, then that could kind of be the catalyst where all those problems multiply because it's taking so much longer at the same time you know one of the better pass blocking guards maybe one of the best but also as a left guard you're sliding your protection so far so often to the left side to protect the blind side you're getting double teams over there that of course a left guard you know jeff schwartz i was just looking he went on this like big rant a few years ago about how left guards are always going to be great at higher because they're getting help way more often than a right guard will right guards get left on the island left guards more often than not, you're sliding your protection that way because so that you can get the three-on-two on that side when there's a four-man rush and the two-on-two where the quarterback can see it. And so does that kind of... I don't know. That's getting a little off topic. No, no. It's good stuff. It's great stuff. I'm just thinking more about um, like the best left tackles in the game. You're mm-hmm. usually sliding away from them. Um, But you still have the guard over there. And so you still want the three-on-two on the blind side, especially because if you're taking the two-on-two on the other side usually that's where your tight end is going to be lined up. So you're getting like a chip or at least there's a piece where you got to like, it's tougher to get around that edge because there's at least a little bit more of an obstruction. Okay. And yeah. So I think that the point of all that is to say like, maybe Ben Powers isn't, you know, one of the three best pass blocking guards. And I think like pro football focus had him as like the best or second best or something like that last year. Maybe he was getting helped out a little bit especially on a good offensive line with the Ravens. And you could see him take a step back to being, you know, above average pass blocker where the mobility issues maybe show up a little bit more when the pieces around him aren't giving him time to get to his spots. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, I don't know how high you can be ranked if your left tackle is a problem. Now I think the overall talent of this group is the highest we've seen in a long time in Denver. Definitely. Like, I mean, Garrett Bowles is a freak. Yes. Like, just athletically, size-wise. And again, like, on a play-to-play basis, he's a really good left tackle. Mm-hmm. It's just that there's the penalties or mistakes or whatever that can knock him back just a little bit or more than a little bit. I do think, though, having Ben Powers there is going to be a help to him. Yeah, I mean, we heard, you know, stories from Dalton Reisner's rookie year that he was kind of helping out Yep. Uh, with Garrett Bowles. Now Garrett has the best left tackle or left guard he's ever played next to. Mm-hmm. That should be a bonus for him. Definitely. Definitely. And just the amount of strength you have on that side. Like if you want to 
like if you're running a dive, like it's third and one, fourth and one, you just go over to that left side. Those guys should be able to get you a yard or two a push. Like that is just so much size and strength and muscle. How big is Ben Powers? He's like 330 pounds. He's huge. He's Absolutely massive. massive. And you see him out in space and you're like, oh my God, what is, what is he trying to do? He's... He's not a fast football player. No. But then as soon as he gets his hands on somebody, it's just like, nope, you're just stuck right there. Well, that, and it just is what it is. Speed is just never going to be a thing for a guy that big. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say, like, his agility isn't bad. No. Like, no. He, he gets out there. Definitely. And he doesn't, like, trip over himself or and anything like that. he's just so like wide, that. too. Yeah. Where it's like, if somebody wants to, like, just shake past him, it's like, good just luck. Go, like, it's you not- want to go around him this way? Javante or whoever it is is going the other way. And exactly. They have plenty of time to figure it out. Exactly. Yeah. I, Garrett is just always going to scare me. Yeah. But if I can get to a good place about Garrett, then I can get really excited about this offensive line. I think like, that is a big part. The thing you just said about running dive on third and one, I feel like the Broncos haven't converted one of those in five years. No. No. They haven't been able to run. <laughs> like, like you said, the talent is just insane now. And you look at McGlinchey on the other side. I know. He's, he's another just freak athlete, like basketball player type athlete. Yes. And for him, you worry about, like, you play Max Crosby twice a year. Mm-hmm. Max Crosby last year embarrassed Mike McGlinchey. And so did Frank Clark, and so did Randy Gregory. And luckily, you got those two guys in practice every day, and so maybe you learn something, and maybe he's coming back from the... Like he had the crazy hip injury, the lower body strength could start to come back more this year than it did last year. But you still do worry if he's just going to get beat up by those guys. If he doesn't, if he can hold his own against power rushers, then all of a sudden you get him out in space. He's incredible at that. Yep. Yep. And I think McGlinchey is similar to Bowles in the sense that. It's like really, really good mm-hmm. until it's bad. Yeah, that's and a lot of it. If you if you showed me a cut up of just good McGlinchey plays, you'd be like, oh, this guy's one of the best in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you showed me a cut up of just good Bulls plays, you'd feel the same way. Once in a while, they both kind of, you know, fall on their face a little bit. Yep. Uh, and that stuff gets extra publicized. But you assume, I don't know if you assume this. I'm assuming. Those things aren't going to happen at the same time a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's a chance one guy has a down game and the other guy has yep. a great game, and they, you know, they can kind of, to use a golf term, ham and egg it. Mm-hmm. Um, again, you just go back and you look at the group, and it gets you really excited. Like I said, I, ha- I I'm not there with Bulls. I'm always going to be mm-hmm. a little bit worried about him. And then you come to you come back to Cush. And if we're talking about yep. the low end for this group you have to talk about Lloyd Cushenberry who at this point to me has not earned the right to be a starter yeah and that's probably fair and that's probably why even though they the Broncos could have brought him back off of IR last year they decided not to and let Graham Glasgow hold it down they Mm -hmm. had so many guys coming back they had to pick and choose which ones they wanted and try to think like who did come back late like Randy Gregory they brought Randy Gregory back for that one game that he played at the end of the year. That could have been Lloyd Cushenberry. Yep. And there was a list of players who 
some weren't even starters, and I'm trying to think of some examples who came back that they chose over Lloyd, which is kind of telling. Um, also, bad offensive line coach last year. So the fact that you didn't see much development shouldn't be too much of a surprise. Um, the big thing is just the anchor. He just gets pushed back so much, struggles to push guys back in the running game himself. He didn't, I don't know. He's just so long. Like, you still see a lot of the things that you saw when he was at uh, LSU that made him... A lot of people thought he was going to be a first-round pick. Yeah. You know? And he dominated uh, at the Senior Bowl mm -hmm. against someone who was, like, really impressive. And everyone, that you know, yeah. that, like, skyrocketed his sock. I just watched that recently. Uh, I was just going through because I'm scheduling all those tweets. Was it Jeffrey Simmons? It could have been. Um, but there's also great stuff that he's done against Chris Jones too. Like yeah. when he's been one-on-one -on -one with Chris Jones and just hasn't let him by because he's just so long that if he doesn't get pushed back, he's in great shape. And even if he does get pushed back a step or two, that might not be the end of the world, especially when Russell Wilson wants to get out of the pocket. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, you're not super hopeful at this point. Me and Dre were talking about, it. I mean, he's like the second or third oldest lineman on in the room now. Well, and then you surround cool. him with powers in minors and you're mm -hmm. just like maybe yeah you're giving him so much help and as much as you know i said you're only as strong as your weakest link the other links can help strengthen the weakest link mm -hmm. it's not as simple as everyone's on an island by themselves mm -hmm. all the time especially a center who's mostly double teaming guys yep like he's not alone all that often unless there's blitzes and that sort of thing um but yeah and then minors who you worry about the pass protection. That's a big one. Again, it's like that the right guard winds up with all the one-on-one, -on -one, not all the one-on-ones, a bunch more one-on-ones. And typically, like he's going to get the Chris Jones assignment. He's going to get the the Quinnen Williams is going to be lined up right there. Um, I'm not sure who. Uh, they don't play the Titans this year. So not Jeffrey Simmons. But, but those, are, those are what you worry about. And Miners is somebody who's still very raw as a pass blocker didn't didn't play out of a two-point stance at all in college mm -hmm. and has been hurt consistently for the last couple of years and i i see he didn't get hurt too much as rookie year just didn't get to play all that much um but because of that he's just raw and if he doesn't take that step then you have him on the one-on-one -on -one. you have mcglinchy who's getting pushed back you got garrett bowles who's potentially holding guys but that's without even mentioning lloyd cushionberry then all of a sudden pass protection could be a weakness mm-hmm Mm -hmm. It's possible. Let's flip to the other side of this. But yeah. first, a shout out to our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. Um, just great beers, man. Great and beers. And this, um, this is a patio beer week. Mm -hmm. Five o'clock patio beers when it's hot out. That's like, that's my kind of thing. Wow. I get home from work and I'm just like, oh, it's beautiful out. I want to go out on the patio and have a beer. Wow. And it's Strawberry Sky July. It is. So, and it's also Palisade Peach July at the uh -huh. DNVR bar. Uh, I do love a Palisade Peach. I feel like they missed the, you know, the rhyme there, Strawberry Sky July. But I'm on board with both. Um, and actually, Palisade Peach mixed with Strawberry Sky would probably slap. Huh. Interesting. Uh, I'm I mean, not sure. If there was like a strawberry peach smoothie at jamba juice you'd try it i usually just go strawberry banana well 
There's that would be weird. Banana beer would be weird. Banana beer. That's yeah. Bananas are good for smoothies, but not much else in terms of liquids. Bread juices. Yeah, yeah. juices yeah, don't no. work. No one wants banana juice. How much juice could you even get out of a banana? Very little. Like if you really squeezed it, would, you might not get any. It might all be mush. Someone's gonna comment being like, "That's actually like one of the most highly nutritionalized <laughs> juices." Is what banana, about banana juice. milk? I'm sure there's banana milk. There is. No, not for me. But you can't. I don't know. People just call anything. Milk Anyways, milk. do you see the lady? Somebody on Twitter was saying like. Uh, Oh, it was breast milk. She was like, you can't call that milk. Everything's milk now. Like milk from nuts, milk from like coconut. Milk just comes from cows. It's like oh, that was the dumbest thing I've ever. Wow. Yeah. I like when people, people say dumb things. People should stop posting. They should. My other favorite thing Leave is when to people the pros just like, like Zach. they'll just like post TikToks on Twitter. Uh-huh. And it'll just be like people doing weird things. Like yesterday there was this lady who was just smelling chocolate while she was eating broccoli. It's like I've really <laughs> hate this but is that just what tiktok is tiktok is everything wow i'm staying away from that place i think you'd like it um anyways check out breckenridge brew oh, go to breckbrew.com yeah. use the breckbrew locator to find the nearest ones to you do it um also illegal pete's they have a new special. Right now, you can get a bucket of high noons for $22. That's a good deal. It is a good deal. It's a really good deal. Yeah. That's like $4.50. They're probably five in a bucket. Mm-hmm. Probably guess five. That's a good deal. They also had that crazy, the house beer deal is also a good deal. Um, they have a bunch of good deals. They've, Illegal Pete's is kind of the, the king of deals. Um, but... They also have burritos that are very good and quesadillas and burrito bowls and nachos and all that sort of stuff that we eat a bunch. And they also have a happy hour every day from 3 to 8 at all 12 Illegal Pete's locations. So stop by, have a few margaritas um, at the happy hour price. Uh, also, don't forget to stop by if you're going to a game because if you have a ticket, you can get a free margarita or draft beer with the purchase of an adult entree. Wow. Wow. Little Pete sounds good. It does. I haven't had it in a minute since I was out of town. Yeah. Might need to happen. Yeah. I actually need food like right now. Yeah, I'm starting to get hungry. I actually I just bought a bunch of like frozen dinners. Sounds like a thing you would do. Yeah. Like you can just get like a piece of lasagna for like two bucks. You throw it in the oven. Wow. And it's like a good piece of lasagna. Yeah. It's very high sodium. That's uh -huh. the only downside. Yeah. Outside that's... the sodium in those things, like it's like 300 calories. It's like $2. It's lasagna. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> like what more could you ask for? You're going to have to drink a little bit more water for all that yeah. sodium. I do wonder like what happens when you have too much sodium, but yeah. One time I was on a flight uh, when I was like 10 years old as a, by myself. It was like one of my, I think it was mm -hmm. my first ever flying alone experience. Um, and I there just was kept lasagna. <laughs> I just kept ordering um, Bloody Mary mix, like to drink. I liked that when I was a kid. Huh. Um, and I had like three of them. <laughs> and when I got off the plane, my grandparents were there to greet me. And like the flight attendant who walked me off was like, he did have three Bloody Mary mixes. And I looked at how much sodium there is in those. <laughs> 
And so I think he's at like 4,000% the daily intake. So first of all, sorry, but you might want to also get him a water. <laughs> I think she was worried that she was going to kill me. Yeah. I don't do Bloody Mary. I don't do tomato juice. You, I think you might like micheladas. What is mm. that? Do you know who we're talking about I, here? I yeah, know, yeah. But the thing is, if you don't tell him what it is and he just drinks one, no, I think he might because they're spicy a little bit, so that might get him. I'm immune to wasabi now. Shut up. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Like I took like <laughs> the whole. Rub it in your eyes and let's see how immune you are. Well, well not in the eyes. My eyes are not immune at all because I've never put it there. <laughs> but we just. We eat so much sushi, like it's once or twice a week. Wow! That I remember, like it used to just be like, oh, a little tiny bit, and then like you do that tiny bit, like one in four will be like, oh, that one got me, like my eyes wire. I was testing it last night. I was just taking like these massive, like the top was just green, and I would eat it, and I'd be like, nothing. Wow! I think that's what happens. You built up, yeah. That's how spicy foods work. Does it apply to all spicy foods, yeah. or is it just wasabi now? And you just start building up your tolerance, so you can have a michelada. That that actually is true, like. Around the world, if you eat more spicy food, you'll be immune to spicy food more, and you'll want more spicy food. Does it cross the types story of, of food, my life. though? Because I, I oh, like, no. salsa like, is Your still wasabi um, tolerance is not going to help you with that's other I, hot sauces. Because that, that's what I felt, which is so weird. Yeah. I, was pro- I don't know. I guess your body just learns, like, no, this actually won't actually kill me. spicy. It's like a whole other sensation. Well, because it's not supposed to be spicy at all. It's not like the initial like when Japanese people started making it, there wasn't a spicy food. But then like at some point, Americans made wasabi spicy. So that's why spicy. It's like other spicy foods don't affect your nose. Like hot sauce is not. You're not like whoa, that's burning my nostrils. I was thinking like hot mustard does, but that's also kind of the same. That's a whole other category in my opinion. So maybe that's why, like salsa is hot. That'll get me. That's spicy, yeah. Yeah. But you could go back to um, St. Elmo's Steakhouse. Oh, yeah. Have that cocktail sauce. You might have a higher uh, tolerance. I, I, That's one of my biggest life regrets is that I got anything other than just like three of those cocktails for dinner. It's that good. It's it really like, is that good. It's like I can get a piece of fish or a steak or whatever anywhere. I don't need... That ahi tuna dish they have there is amazing. It though. is. I Next year, I'm just <coughs> getting like five of those. Okay. Um... What were we talking about? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, but we we're, we're on to the. Oh no, we're we're on to the uh, the upside now. Yeah. But what is the floor? Like twentieth. Twentieth. They couldn't be. I think it could be a little lower. That's their healthy floor. Obviously. Health, yeah, healthy floor. We're assuming health. Good news is they have Cam Fleming, who's sick. I can't. So you go back through all these things. Like I'm watching all these Quinn Miners clips, and it's like. There's Cam Fleming just leading the way 15 yards downfield. Like, how how he is not a start in the NFL, I still don't know. It's kind of a dog. He is kind of a dog. And I want he's another one. Him and Frank Clark could be, like, if things don't go well for the Broncos, but they do still stay relatively ha- healthy at tackle and edge rusher, those could be, like, big trade candidates. Oh, interesting. Because Frank Clark... The, actually, the way that they structured his deal is crazy. Like, they're going to be paying off this one-year contract in 2026. Why? Just void years. Spread it out. Why'd they the Sean do Payton that? way. <sighs> Isn't that... Because <laughs> you just see it coming. Like, you know what's going to happen. I think this is good because we'll get the instant gratification that Sean Payton brings. Mm-hmm. Sean Payton uh, was made for, for Gen Z. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, so he's... He's a $2.27 million cap hit this year, 
2024, 1.06 in 2025, 1.06 in 2026. I mean, <laughs> it's a good deal for him. Yeah. But what that means is he'll be long into retirement, still getting checks from the Broncos. Definitely. And if the Broncos want to trade him at the deadline, he is he's a one point two million dollar salary, which I guess the second half of the season is like point six, like a six hundred thousand dollar salary. So another team could trade for the league's third leading all time playoff pass rusher, who's still only twenty not thirty, just turned thirty, pay six hundred grand. It's a good deal. Yeah. That is a good deal. Same thing with Cam Fleming, who's like a million. <clears throat> okay, let's get to the ceiling. Oh yeah. You well, the ceiling is Garrett Bowles has been an all pro before. Yep. Ben Powers was the best offensive line or best guard on the market and like could just be the best pass protecting guard in the league because of his strength and all that sort of stuff. And as a run blocker, obviously he's going to get you plenty of push. Um, Quinn Minerts, I think, has the best upside of any of these guys. Like he is the freakiest of any of them, just the combination of athleticism and strength and like by far the nastiest player mm-hmm. like in terms of highlight plays like he will easily lead all the linemen in highlight plays like that's just what he does um and the pass protection again he's so raw he could figure all that out and then you have mcglinchy who you just hope that his lower body is strong or stronger than last year he'll definitely be stronger than last year but that it becomes just like not an issue yeah and he's not getting thrown around when he plays max crosby twice a year that's the big concern um I guess because even in the rest of the division, there's nobody else. Like, you know, Joey Bosa a little maybe, but not really. So, like, that's the one concern. If he can handle Max Crosby, then all of a sudden you're looking at a great group. And then you've got Lloyd, who, if he can just be, like, a real starting center with all those other guys, that offensive line could be the best in the league. So, I was going to say best in the league is probably off the table. Okay. Um, That's going to go to the Eagles. They lost Sayamalu. They did. There's... But they keep Blaine Johnson. They keep yep. Jason Kelsey. Um, they keep the rest of the line. I think, especially with the way they call it and all that mm-hmm. stuff, like we're gonna still feel like they're the best. I wonder who the Lions lost, because that's to me the big one. Who else? I think the Lions are probably the best. The Eagles are probably right up there, and then nobody else really jumps out. Oh, what? the 49ers. What about the Chiefs? I had, I had to bring them Chiefs, up. Chiefs, no. They've yeah. got terrible tackles. Yeah. I guess they, they did just bring in uh, the Bengals guy. Oh, right. No. Oh, no, God. Bengals brought in Orlando Brown. Who did the Chiefs get? They just paid a lot of money to somebody. Was it the Bengals guy? Yes, it was the Bengals guy. It was the guy. Bengals guy? Right? I think it was. Yeah. But, I mean, the Lions... I don't think they lost anybody. Penny Sewell, so Howie Politified, Ty guy. Uh, I was going to say the ceiling is top five. That's fair. Now, that kind of means they could be five, four, maybe three. The Lions brought Graham Glasgow to be the backup, which I guess is what he was with the Broncos. But that, if you had him and you had Cam Fleming as your backups, that'd be incredible. It would be nice. It would be nice. They brought in uh, Nick Algredi and... Um, he sucks. Jawan... Uh, Taylor. Yeah, the offensive tackle. He's good. Not to be confused with Jawan James. That's no. why I was who the Broncos finished right paying last year. Yikes. 
<clears throat> um, so yeah, I think they can be a top five offensive line. And I think, well, let me ask you this. Should that be the expectation or is that too high of an expectation? That's too high. So what's offensive the expectation? Top 10? Yep. Yep. So 20 to me is the floor. Top 10 should be the expectation. Top five is the ceiling. Probably. Or are you saying one is the ceiling? I think there's a chance. They probably need an injury or two. But when you're talking about game past the Lions, I guess Lions is tough. But Penny Sewell's been hurt before. Mm-hmm. Like, he's been hurt quite a bit. And the Eagles offense, like, they've got the two guys. And both those guys are old. And the huh. 49ers, I don't know. Yeah, They lost yeah. McGlinchey. And health is is everything. And we're assuming health for the Broncos in these conversations. Um, so it's a little unfair to, like, not assume health True. for all the other places. But I think that, that they can be a top five offensive line group. And I think it's... Um, it's comforting to me that Sean Payton came in and was like, invest in the offensive line first yeah. and foremost. Cause that's what he, he did the same thing when he went to the saints because that's what bill Parcells did. Like it is football. Yes. Like that's how you win football games. Yes. is just beating guys up in the middle. It'd be nice. The Broncos screwed up so many times because they wound up in third and eight, third and seven over and over and over again. And no team converts those like if, if you're in third and eight and you convert 20% of the time, you're doing great. Yeah. Oh 25%. You're doing great. And if you can just avoid that by being able to run the ball on first down, they, the Broncos stopped running the ball on first down last year. They were like fifth or sixth in the NFL in passing percentage on first downs. Like they just didn't have the option because the running backs were hurt, but also the line was bad. And Melvin was just going to fumble it if you gave it to him. True. Yeah. They got, I mean... They got put in one of the worst running back situations you can be in. Yeah. I feel like every team, like once every six years, just has that happen. Yep. Where it's just like, oh, running backs are just hurt this year. The Broncos had that one crazy one with Selvin Young where mm-hmm. he was he was playing, like, I think they brought Tatum Bell back, yep. like out of the Verizon store or whatever. Mike Bell was also running the ball that year. Yep. Like they just went through like seven different guys. Ryan Terrain. Yeah. He was like a yep. rookie out of Arizona State. I think he had like a 110-yard game, his first yeah. game. I was like, oh, this guy, torn ACL. Ugh. But the, yeah. And it just happens sometimes. Yeah. It would be the Broncos are due for a healthy season. I'll, I'll touch wood, I think. Yep. Um, but that's going to be – that might be other than Russ, other than uh, restoration. Mm-hmm. I think that health – is the second most important part to the Broncos having a good season. Yeah. They just need one season where yep. they aren't putting star players on IR. They've had like bottom 10 injury luck pretty easily in seven consecutive seasons. Yeah. Need that need that one to turn around. Yep. All right. Unless it gets Cam Fleming on the field. Just kidding. We don't want don't do that. the tackles to get hurt. What do we got next? Oh, next we have... I miss Zach. Loading my messages. Okay, that's taking it's a Shady while. Rays. Shady Rays. Oh, I got my Shady Rays. I've got a second pair of Shady Rays now, too, um, which is nice because if you want to, you could, like, leave one just in your car and have one that you, like, keep around the house. That way you never forget to take it in the car. Or that's what I do. That's smart. Yep. That's the way to do it. Um, I had a new sunglasses thought. Oh, like that maybe they're like chapstick 
No, this is kind of a negative sunglasses thought because I'm very positive on sunglasses now that I've started using them. Um, sunglasses are awesome. We're gonna You're try one to, of a kind, man. Oh, we gotta go a different way. Uh, just buy them because there's an awesome <laughs> deal and because they're great sunglasses. And even if there wasn't an awesome deal, they'd still be super affordable compared to where they should be priced. Um, they're basically like high end glasses. Like if you took the little uh, logo in the corner of these and scratched it off and scratched off the logo in the corner of like a different pair of sunglasses, do then uh, you would not be able to tell the difference. Other than I guess this part is you can't scratch that off. Um, but they are just incredible sunglasses and they're way more affordable than comparable sunglasses. And if you go to either store like Cherry Creek or if you just go online to ShadyRays.com, use the promo code DMVR, you can get 50% off two or more pairs of sunglasses. So uh, definitely go do that. That's basically a BOGO. Basically. Yeah. It is a BOGO. It is. Um, everyone had their Shady Rays in Vegas. It was sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people were just opting to wear them inside. Really? Just the whole time. You can get time. away with that there. You can. Huh. It's like, uh, I think it, it was started by those poker guys who just wear sunglasses oh. at the poker table. <laughs> I also saw a picture of Kim Kardashian. She's playing poker and sunglasses. They're reflective sunglasses. Oh, no. That's who oh, we no. make billionaires in this country. Well, thankfully, um, <laughs> it, they don't care. It, it's okay if they see your cards at the blackjack table. That is That was not blackjack. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. But yes. If you're wearing your Shady Rays like we were. Actually, I I didn't wear mine inside, but other people nice. did. Um, and Who? Anybody from this company? Was it Brendan? I think I saw Brendan doing that. Okay. Yep. Um, I forgot who works at this company. Just Weird. In general. Wow. Yeah. I can see the people in this room. That's all I can remember right now. Wow. <laughs> um, no, I think it was... Shane was doing it. Gerald. Matt Peck. Sun, rocked some sunglasses inside. Huh. But it was just like a shady. Was, they were just so loyal to Shady Rays. Couldn't take them off. Okay. I guess that's fine. Oh. I thought there was another ad. There isn't. All right. I saw a super chat. Let's hit that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, two super chats. Okay. From Kyle Garcia. On the cornerback GOAT conversation, if you don't go Dion, you have to go Champ. Champ is easily the greatest to never get a ring. That fact really stings. Yep. He deserved one. Yeah. Yep, he did. Um, and I agree with everything you said. That was the worst part of Super Bowl 48, is that that was Champ's one, one chance. I know. Next one from Chance Manning. Thank goodness RK is back. Too much football talk on the last few days. That is pretty cr- like me and Dre talk more about football than we've talked about football in particular. What we decided was non quarterback football. That's oh. where you could be like month, month, a month. Jahir agrees. I can agree with this. It was all ball. We all got the into the weeds. We finally did the undrafted free agents podcast, breaking down all of them. Okay. Yep. That is, is very much in the weeds. I can see yeah. why they're glad. But Dre's, Dre knew. All, every pod was over an hour long. If you have Dre on, though, like that's what Dre knows. He knows ball. That's yes. what he knows. Dre knows ball. All right. Let's get to the comments on the website now. And the first one comes in from Spacebar. I don't have a, com- I don't have a comment on the podcast as I haven't listened to it yet and trying to catch up. 
But I wanted to put out there that an OG like me is still listening. Spacebar really is an OG. He is. One shout out to Nacho Brad as well. And all, didn't we already do this? Uh, maybe I'm just having deja vu. Um, <laughs> shout out to Nacho Brad as well and all the BSN slash DNVR mm -hmm. OGs. Congratulations to Zach. Best wishes to him. Yes. Three, shout out to my wife as we just uh, celebrated our 13-year anniversary wow. on July 11th. That's unlucky. And she sometimes listens to the podcast. Congrats. Four, uh, Slante. I don't know. Uh, to all the DNVR Broncos family from Ireland. Uh, he gave me a pronunciation guide. It made it harder. Oh, really? What is that? How would you pronounce that? Oh, the upside down E makes it tricky. Because <laughs> that could mean anything. Che, chi, chu, cha. Slanchi. Slanche. I don't need to stop. Um, finally, we'll catch up again and try to comment uh, as a diehard more often. Until then, I'm looking forward to all the off-season shenanigans from Ryan, Zach, and Henry. If it was Che, it would probably just be A-Y would be how you'd write it. So it can't be that. If it was E, it would just be an e, I. Or would that be Chai? Chi? No, you just do E E. Yeah, I'm confused. <coughs> Maybe it's I don't know. Maybe it's a sound I don't know. We round it out with the count. My contention: Brock Lobster stays put. Coobs returns. Broncos make the playoffs in 2016 and subsequently never draft Demarcus Walker, Carlos Henderson, Brennan Langley, Isaiah McKenzie, Jake Butt, D'Angelo Henderson, and Chad Kelly, although he came with a lot of entertainment for a Mr. Relevant pick. The whole space-time thingy would have been different, and we might have drafted instead from that same draft such fellas as Kamara, Cup, Kittle, or Aaron Jones. Granted, that draft was weak, but just imagine what say ye love the count. Your thoughts love the cap. My big thought is that if you spend too much time looking at who you could have drafted at each pick, you're going to go crazy. And you're just not healthy. The greatest team of all time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could you could find seven Hall of Famers. Maybe yep. not seven because that seventh round pick. You're not finding one except in like a well, unless there's an undrafted guy that year. That's true. You could draft him. You're, you it's, could find four Hall of Famers. Yes. Are there four per draft class? Yes. I'm not. I'm overthinking this. Yes. I think there are four Hall of Famers per draft class. But then you need one to be after like the fourth round or in the fourth round or later to use your fourth round pick on it. Yeah. You do. In general, probably. P point is, yeah, could have done better in that draft class, could have done better in every draft class. Um, well, let me ask you this. Alvin Kamara, Hall of Famer? Probably. I think probably, probably. as well. Cooper the Cup. legal stuff doesn't help. Hall of Famer? No. I mean, oh, he, I he came on probably. late, right? Because he was like 30 in his breakout season. Was he really? I think so. I don't think so. That could be wrong. I'm going to say 28 in his breakout season. 30 now. Um... This one's easy, so you can do it while looking up. George Kittle, Hall of Famer. Oh, he's only 30 now. I was wrong. Uh, Kittle, yeah, Kittle is. Um, and then Aaron Jones, Hall of Famer. Aaron Not Jones, yet. no. Okay. I don't think Kamara will be. So these are just guys the Broncos could have had in that draft class. Yeah. I think I'm not betting on a running back to not hit a wall soon. I okay. don't know if he's done enough yet, you know? Fair enough. I think Cup's going to be there. He's 30. He doesn't have a quarterback. He does have a quarterback. Do you see the Rams are trying? They said like they're doing everything they could to trade Stafford this offseason. Oh, yikes. Which makes sense. He's washed. There's, it's a fall far. It's a 
He's fall, old. Far fall from when him and McVay were hanging out in Cabo right after the trade. Do you know Russell Wilson is older now than when uh, than Joe Flacco was when Elway said he's still elite? And everybody he's laughed. older? He's older now. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, they were the same age last year. Thing is, he, yeah, well, whatever. Yeah. All right. That's a that was sad a dark note finish. to end yeah, on. That was yeah, dark. Good job, Henry. Whoops. Um, we will be back tomorrow. Yes, we will. And who knows what could happen then. Cheese. See you guys. Take you back one last time down the cottonwood mine.